It's January 15th, and this is the Cream City Pacers Weekly Rundown. Well, it looks like we're settling into 2021. I hope everyone has been hitting the ground running and starting to start their, whether it's training, accomplishing some goals, keep it up. You guys rock. As always, I'm your host, Alex Main, and I'm joined by my co-host, Apostoli Everniatis. We are here to bring you inspiring stories and talk to the Pacers who are making an impact, whether that's professional athletes, political figures, CEOs, authors, and running leaders. Apostoli, my man. Welcome back. What's up? Welcome. What's up, main man? Main man. man. Alex, main man. I'm you're, back. You're back in Milwaukee? Back in the Cream City. Back, back to the home base. The other home base. Nice. Well, it's good What's to have on? you back. I can feel your presence here, and I love it. A lot a lot, yes, col- lot colder. A lot more snow here than in California. Yes, just a little bit. And um, But my friend is here. You're here, and we're going to go for a run, hopefully. Also, Manuel. Manuel Merkt was in that mimosa uh, yesterday and it was good to see him shout out to past guests and good listener of the show uh, you guys are supposed and to we're race. gonna go out for a lesson aren't we're you, supposed to race you supposed to race like yeah. an eight miler yeah but we never set the time so this could be a year from now and it, it'll be when i'm ready basically because <laughs> because he's got to kick my uh you know what uh, he's very good he's very fast he's very competitive but anyway, that being that being said, how are you? Hey, not bad. I am excited for our interview today with Tina. So we have the opportunity to talk to, to talk to Tina Jones. She is the executive director of Girls on the Run in southeastern Wisconsin. For those of you that don't know, Girls on the Run inspires girls to be joyful, healthy, confident using a fun, experience-based curriculum which creativi- which creates creativity and integrates running. Girls on the Run is a physical activity-based positive youth development program that is designed to enhance girls' social psychological and physical skills and behaviors to successfully navigate life's experiences man what an awesome nice what an awesome mission i love girls Can on the run and i don't know a, lo- a lot about it i understand the base and i know some of our past guests like annie and lucia and tania are all a part mm-hmm. of it and have spoke with the girls so uh, i'm really excited to sit down with tina and kind of actually learn about it um you know just from even from this, like I thought it was just running, but like curriculum based. So there's like, there's, there's going to be a lot of fun things I think we're going to learn about. So I'm super excited to bring Tina on. Mm-hmm. Yep. I can't wait. But before we do that, our cost headphone giveaway has officially ended and we have what? selected seven winners at random and uh, we're going to read them right now. So Avastoli, let's let the world know who our seven winners are. All right, here we go. No particular order. We have Anthony Mueller, have Suzanne Liebergen, Alex Glockner, Fabian Salinas, Monica Payo, Mary Richter, and Christian Fuller. Congratulations, you're all winners. And we're going to be sending you these packages. Uh, thank you for participating. Thank you to everybody for, for signing up. Uh, 
hope to do it again. This is great. And Kaz is, you know, we want you to know we're sending you Kaz headphones. This is a Milwaukee company, sponsor of the show. And they are, uh, they're, they're, they've been leaders since 1958 in the headphone game. We're, we're talking way back in the day when, when headphones were not a thing. These guys were innovating the space and they're continuing to do it right here in our backyard. So wear them proudly. Yeah. Dream City Pacers. Woohoo. And if you didn't win, don't worry. You can head over to cost.com and use CCP20 at checkout to get 20% off your entire order. Again, that's cost.com and use CCP20 to get 20% off your entire order. As I've said before on the show, I've started running with their wireless uh, Fit Clip headphones, Bluetooth wireless. It's great. They're awesome headphones. Love to. Very light. Uh, very very light. light. Yeah, they're wonderful. So. Awesome. And they stay in place. Okay, you can either go and buy AirPods for two hundred fifty dollars, or get costs right here for for a lot less, and they do a great job. Yeah. Oh, very reasonably priced too. I think those headphones I have are like forty bucks, and they're wonderful. So and they talk. You can talk on the phone, but that was without the, the CCP. Uh, yeah. Yeah. You use with, that without CCP the code. Promo you gotta use that CCP. Talking. <laughs> now we're talking yeah. so don't try to use in any other number by the way it's ccp 20 right yeah Alex? you could try 50 okay. but you're gonna get denied um <laughs> let's see here so you're back in milwaukee have you run, ran ran in the cold yet what's going on have you experienced this new milwaukee cold yeah. that we have with the snow it's not new it's just haven't been here for a year <laughs> uh yeah i i've run once i've run once and I'll be running more, and we'll catch up. We'll catch up. Nice to everybody. Yeah, yeah. I. Uh, you're doing well. You're you're. Yes. I, I can't catch up to you. What is what is so what's pr- going on in your streaking world? I'm pretty. So, I'm pretty, I mean, not streaking. You're not streaking. You're. It's a different kind of streak. It's too cold to actually go streaking right now. <laughs> not with that attitude. Yep. Um, the so the Milwaukee Running Group, which we're a part of, is doing winter running points. Uh, so a competition to run all winter long, and uh, it's motivated me motivated me to start a little run streak. So on Sunday, it'll be thirty days straight of at least three miles a day. So it's uh yeah, I I've I did like a seventy nine day streak like three or four years ago, but it was uh, the minimum was one mile a day. I think that's really easy because like you can just go run like a half mile out and back, but running at least three miles is uh, it's a little bit of a challenge. And from talking to Bill last week on the show, I mean, he's run at least three miles a day for like, I don't know, what was it? 2000 days. So, you know, it's all in perspective, but yeah, I'm pretty proud of it and I'm excited to keep moving. I've been, been stretching like one to two times a day and doing some strength training, which I think has really been helpful. And my massage gun. You guys, if you don't have a massage gun, you can buy one for like $100 on Amazon. I know it's not like the $400 version, but Chase Proc now loves the $400 version and will recommend it. But the $100 version does just the same in my mind. Uh Uh-huh. Okay. And uh, yeah, three miles, by the way, just to get back to that, that's that's a 5K, Alex. Just 0.1 away from a 5K. That's... People people train for months and they go from couch to five k and you're doing that every single day. So uh, you got to remind yourself that it's not just the streak; it's the fact that you've been running every day five k. 
Speaking of 5Ks, the girls on the run, their program's all about getting these girls from going to not running in 10 weeks and getting them to run a 5K. So with that, let's, uh, let's bring Tina on and let's get into it with her. Today, we are joined by Tina Jones, Executive Director of Girls on the Run in Southeastern Wisconsin. Tina, welcome to the Cream City Pacers podcast. Thanks, Alex and Apostoli. Thank you so much for having me. We are excited to have you on the show. We had Tania, uh, Tania Fisher and Lucia on the show, both uh, boarded on the board of directors for Girls on the Run, and you come highly recommended by them. So we're excited to have you on. We're going to talk a lot about Girls on the Run, the impact you guys are making here in Wisconsin, and obviously it's a national organization, so throughout the entire United States, and uh, get to know you a little bit. Um, but we also found out just before we hit record that we are pretty close to each other. So we might have to hit up a run at one point here in the future once uh, everyone gets the vaccine. So we're looking forward to that first. But I do want to say, so one thing. So when I was first looking at Girls on the Run on their website, um, w- there is something that stuck out to me, and it was in the mission. It's, and I'm reading this from the site, dedicated to creating a world where every girl knows and activates her limitless potential and is free to boldly pursue her dream. That's a very powerful sentence. And um, being a dad of two twin girls who are two years old, they have a they have a couple of years before they start running. But like girls on the run helps so many girls from all ages across our entire city. And you are directing and steering the ship. So kind of give us an overview of uh, girls on the run for those of us who don't really know much about it and kind of how you got involved with girls on the run. Awesome. I love that you kicked it off with our um, our mission and vision, Alex. And it is, uh, as you both know, being runners, and uh, we are all about building confidence through accomplishment. This is what that program does. And through the program, we are really able to truly activate these girls' limitless potential. Um, it has been so such a joy for me to uh, be a part of this program because I believe in it with every cell of my body. And that sounds a little drastic, but um, I'm a mom too. I've got kids. I've got two girls. Um, I, I see what um, the challenges that these young girls face and, um, and having a program like Girls on the Run that really is out there to help empower them. And, and so what the program entails is uh, it's a 10-week program and it's offered twice a week. And the girls are learning all about uh, focusing on healthy life lessons. And so the, we focus on not only um, taking care of yourself physically, but the whole social and emotional side uh, is right there with Girls on the Run. So we're looking at the whole girl. So these lessons are, um, we have the, our volunteer coaches who are facilitating these great lessons where the girls are learning about taking care of themselves by going out for a run. They're learning about eating healthy. They're learning about how important it is to um, surround yourself with friends who can support you, to appreciate each other's uniqueness. 
Um, inclusiveness is a huge part of our program. And while they're talking about all of these really important life lessons, they are training for a 5K. So at the end of the 10 weeks, all of our girls, they're running buddies. And in non-COVID times, we all get together out at Miller Park and we run, walk, or skip across the finish line of a 5K. That you know, that's incredible. Has anyone actually skipped the entire 5K? I thought that's where that was going to go for a Ooh, second. That, you know, that I, would take no, a lot. but that's a good challenge. <laughs> there I we think go. That would be tough. You, you know, Girls on the Run, a lot of people know the organization. It's like, oh, yeah, getting girls and they run. And like, okay, cool. It's like physical, you know, they're getting out there and they're getting at their exercise. But it's so much more than that. And you kind of touched on some of it, like learning all these different things, like the mental space, how what running can do for you outside of, you know, just physically getting good exercise, but also surrounding yourself with friends and a support system. And, you know, if the girls are running, then maybe they can get people in their family to run. Right. I think part of the 5K is getting like an adult in their life to come run with them. Now we're spreading the joys of it. And it's it's things we've talked about on the show with us being, you know, we talk to people who are older than the girls that are in the program, right? Um, but we all do these same things. We all run for the social aspect, for the mental aspect, for the physical as- aspect. And no one really taught us that growing up. Like I played sports, but no one like sat me down and actually was like, hey, here's the benefits to this stuff. And I think that's really incredible that you guys are doing that. And it goes outside of running. And I think that's a huge staple that I didn't really know before. And that's that's pretty cool. So what what is kind of some of like the curriculum in this 10-week course that um, gets taught to the girls? Yeah, I mean, there, there really is so much that's packed into this program. Uh, it's really broken into three sections, Alex, where we have, first of all, lessons where the girls get to know themselves and to, to truly think about why they are unique and why they should love themselves because that's that's the groundwork right that's where you've got to lay that foundation that these girls need to learn about loving themselves and being confident in who they are and so that's the first section of the the curriculum and then the second piece is really to learn about what it means to be a good teammate what it means to be a good friend and that whole support system that you're talking about. And uh, gosh, I mean, we know that that's so important in all areas of our life. Surround ourselves with people that can support you and love you and give back to those just as you've been given yourself. So we talk about a lot of things on how um, girls, the girls need to treat others like they want to be treated. And um, that less, those lessons are throughout the second piece. And then the third piece is really all about what does it look like as how the girls fit into the community at large? What is, you know, how can you impact your community? And I love this part so much too. I mean, it is the girls actually uh, develop a community service project they come up with it on their own, maybe with a little help from their coaches, coaching staff, and um, and then they implement it during during the exercise. So it can be anything from the girls picking up trash at their you know school to um, 
making cards for the local nursing home, to blankets at the Humane Society, to raising funds for somebody that's sick in their school, um, just showing that they can make an impact in their community. And that, that I think that's a huge piece that for this. I, I, I was in Boy Scouts. I'm not an Eagle Scout, but I was in Boy Scouts at Cub Scouts at one point. And, and a lot of it, that was part of it. And you guys, running is more than running. I love preaching that on the show. And this is a prime example of girls on the run making running more than just running. And it's an, it's an impact. And that's, that's awesome. So how has everything been with COVID? Like, I assume everything kind of got shut down last year. Um, what's everything kind of looking like? What was it looking like and how is it looking like right now for you guys? Yeah, so so our program is traditionally run in schools after school. So it's an after school program. Um, we have also partnered with community centers and health centers in the past, but over 90% of our sites are um hosted at schools. It's easier for the kids to go from school directly to the program, transportations issues aren't there. Um, and so that's um, how the program is run. So of course, last spring when uh, the schools shut down, it, our program uh, couldn't happen. Um, and so we ended up canceling spring season, which of course we were so sad about, like everyone. Um, what we did do, though, and uh, you had mentioned that we are part of a, a national Girls on the Run, which um, we have a girl, Girls on the Run, over 200 councils across the nation, uh, and such an amazing support system through those councils, as well as our national office, has been spectacular in pivoting in this environment. And so what we've uh, they've helped develop is a curriculum that we can offer both in person and uh, in the virtual world, as well as, you know, make a fluid curriculum. So back and forth, like we've all seen that's going on. So we were able to do that this season, Alex, at a, a smaller level, uh, much smaller than our typical numbers, but we were happy that we could serve some girls and um, again, they, we both had, we had virtual teams and we had, uh, in-person teams. We didn't have the, um, large in-person 5k, but each site that did host it, um, was able to host it at their school. They did have their own site-based 5k, which was really special too. And like you said, they, um, they all have running buddies, so um, their parents or family friends or coaches are running with them, and they're doing it in their own uh, little school community, which was uh, a nice silver lining for them. Well, that's actually awesome. Apostoli, I feel like I cut you off. Come on into the uh, conversation. I, the, Tina, first of all, thank you for being here. And one of the questions I have, you keep mentioning these running buddies. And it's something that fascinates me because it's not just about the girls themselves, but also somebody in their family and in their world. Um, but one thing that has, uh, one thing I've questioned in the past is uh, what happens if a child comes from a family that maybe there's no time or no interest in participating in such a uh, in, in such an event or such a program or in any aspect of the life of the kid i mean we've seen that this happens a lot especially in our city is there 
do you get involved in any uh, such situations ever? Uh, thank you, Apostoli, for that question. That's uh, Our running buddies are truly um, such a great part of the program. But like you said, w- uh, you know, not every family is able to support uh, their child in in that way. So that doesn't always necessarily work work out. Um, we have such an amazing community here in Milwaukee, and um, we have running buddies that we're able to to access either through our um, other coaching staff that can help bring in running buddies. Um, usually the running buddy is somehow tied to the school community um, because it's, we just, we also have the, um, you know, just, it makes it easier on everyone and the safety aspect and all of that. Um, but, you know, basically this program is for all girls, uh, but about 50% of our girls are on scholarship. And so in non-COVID times, that translates to us supporting about 1,000 girls a year that we're raising dollars for to um, help them participate in the program. The other 1,000 um, are paying f- basically full price for the 10-week the program. But um, the so many families in this city have so many challenges on their plate and um, being able to go over to a girls on the run practice and and run with their child just may not be in the cards right so um, we definitely have so much support from our other coaches from other family members that are able to help fill in and uh, be a running buddy and and so really we we never have any girls out there that are running by themselves that's that's thank you for clarifying that and i'm very happy to hear that answer uh we've um so one i'd like to ask you you've been doing this for how long now tina that you've been nine uh, years so the span of ages uh, the span of ages is between uh like eight and 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 13 14 yeah 13 14 yeah, so plus yeah. eight years um you've seen some of these young girls turn into young women. And I was wondering if you could share a, a success story, uh, a, if possible, of course, anonymously, of a, of a child that came in and um, surprised you uh, with, with what she was able to accomplish maybe in her life or other people's lives afterwards when when she joined the real world is there anything that you could or would like to share with us um yeah i have a great story for you um i don't have um the the one thing that girl we need to get better at is being able to really track our alums and that's something that is on the list um but i do have a story of a girl that um came into the program in third grade and I met her, and I and I don't meet everyone, as you can imagine, with over 130 sites across southeastern Wisconsin. We don't, you know, but I, but I, we, my staff, um, we try to get out to as many sites as we can to visit, check in, see if the coaches are how they're doing, check in on the girls, and um, this one site. Um, 
we, we, I was visiting, met this little girl, great coaches, um, great, amazing little girl. And, but she was third grade, very shy, didn't participate much. Um, you know, just very, very quiet. Um, but like, of course, like cute as a button, right? Like she just stood out to me though, is just, I felt like things were going on in her head, but she just wasn't really, wasn't participating much. Well, this site and this team of girls, I was actually able to visit over the years and we had brought them into our, um, um, some different special events with our program and partnered them with actually with the Brewers Wives. So they partnered with this site. We got to know the girls and the teams better. This little girl ended up going through the program through third, fourth, and fifth grade. So three years in the program in her elementary school. Um, moved into the middle school. The middle school did not have a Girls on the Run program um, there. And she, though, during this time, I'm watching her growth, right? Like I'm seeing her just turn, blossom into she was participating, she was leading. This is what we love when our girls are um, repeat the program again because then they become the leaders, right? And so she's lead, helping to lead the practices and just being so awesome. Well, she ended up actually coming to help me with some grant opportunities and speaking to groups of adults on how awesome Girls on the Run was. And not only that, she spoke at our last um, sneaker soiree gala and got up in front of 350 people, told her story, and, you know, the confidence that takes for like an adult you know, for her, she is such a true believer in the program and an ambassador for Girls on the Run. And um, we just, um, it's exactly what we would hope for any of our girls is that they come out this confident young person that can, you know, take on the world. And it all comes from just loving yourself that's what confidence is it's not public speaking you're not teaching the child to be a public speaker you're love no. you're teaching it to be comfortable in their own skin and and seeing all these other people around them that are doing these great things to helps inspire them to reach for the stars that's absolutely that that yeah that's incredible when you when you I am on my learning this journey through life too. But when you love yourself, stuff like that just comes, you know, it just comes out like that. And you, you that's a great story. As speaking of like uh, that good story, I, ha I have to say that, you know, these are 10 week programs that probably all builds up to the 5k at the end of it. It probably has to be a really fun and emotional time to be at the finish line of that 5k where everyone's been through this. Probably a lot of the girls probably weren't runners before and have run a 5k. I mean, heck, some of my friends running a 5k in their 30s is a big accomplishment so these girls doing it has to be so much fun um kind of tell us about what it's like to be at the end of the the 5k and see everyone finishing you know it really just can give you chills it i and i'm not exaggerating um these kids and their running buddies who oftentimes have never 
consider doing a 5K themselves until their daughter or niece or or whomever asks them, they are so proud of themselves when they cross that finish line. And um, yeah, it's it's hard work to get across the finish line of a 5K. And these these kids, um, I just love it so much when I'm you know, watching them throughout the, the, you know, the first mile, second mile, and you see, you know, you see the smiles and then you see maybe the, you know, the look of like, oh my gosh, what am I doing? This is really hard. And the sweat and the tears, you see tears out there. And then, um, then they cross that finish line and it's just, it's so awesome. Um, we have, there's so much foot support, uh, at the event, we get we get our sponsors bring their companies and coworkers in and and cheer along uh, for the girls. Um, of course, family participation, and um, it's it's just really incredible. And and then of course, I just can't say enough about our coaches that are um, facilitating the lessons with these girls and, and helping them cross that finish line. We, they are the bread and butter of this program. Uh, as I'm sure you both know, without a, a positive mentor in your life, um, you know, it, it's really hard to be confident and, and love yourself. And that's what our coaches do for the girls. And they're out there running with the girls and crossing that finish line too. That's so fun. Shout out to all you girls on the run coaches out there. (laughs) You are all amazing people and keep up the good work. And we're excited to hopefully get back to some real events here in 2021. Um, Your story about how you got into Girls on the Run, I find um, it's it's quite fun. If you want to just quickly share how you, what you were doing that kind of led you into Girls on the Run, that would be great. Yes. So I was, um, uh, stay-at-home parent. I had three kids, uh, two girls. I have three kids, two girls and a boy. And they were in elementary school. I was a um, very active volunteer with the PTO. And um, I was um, became the um, fundraiser of the group. And we were looking for uh, a new event to raise money for in our school. And the community, school community was looking for something that could bring community together. And so, you know, what else is better than a run, right? Yeah, so we, so we came up with the cupcake run. <laughs> and because I also believe everything in moderation. And uh, who, who doesn't want a big old cupcake at the end of a run? And so it became a really great community event and um, is still going. Uh, and so it's um, in the Stormouth Bayside School District. But that got, so then I kind of just became known as like, I mean, people saw me running and then I was an event organizer for a run. And it just happened that somebody of somebody knew uh, about an open position at Girls on the Run. So long story uh, they they thought of me and I applied and uh, that's that's how it happened. I never I had no idea what the nonprofit world was a light was like. I had I that has been the um, biggest gift for me is to um, work in the nonprofit world and really find out 
everything that is going on in this city and all the good, good work that's being done. And I wouldn't have really discovered that without um, coming to Girls on the Run like I did. So Tina, let's talk about you for a second. You are a very driven person. You are a collegiate gymnast. You have completed triathlons, Ironman specifically. Uh, You're an avid runner. Um, But you shared this story with us before the podcast that you and your friends started a running boot camp where twice a week you'd work out and you would talk success and challenges with your families and, you know, just different situations in your life. And you would support each other while motivating each other to keep working, working out. And I think that's pretty cool because a lot of people go to group workout classes together or like run together. But you guys being there together and like supporting each other with everything outside of running is like exactly what Girls on the Run does for, you know, the girls and their running buddies. So I think that's absolutely incredible. So I kind of want to talk about that in a little bit, but tell us about like where running uh, came into your life and kind of where, where the triathlons came into play as well. Yeah, so I um, I was lucky enough to have super um, supportive parents, Alex, and uh, they were uh, so supportive of me throughout my life. I got into gymnastics when I was four years old, and um, through my parents and through my coaches, I had amazing positive role models. Um, and so once I got all the way up through um you know, my college years and and graduated from college and had participated in at the highest level of, um, you know, college sports, I, it was a really tough place to be at that point when you're like, oh, now what am I going to do? I was just in the gym, you know, every, every day for three, four hours a day. What, what do I do now? And so, um, that I, I needed to move, and uh, and so running was the easiest first step. And I enjoy running, so it was easy to to really take that step. And um, and so I just I kept on. You know, the the running was my was my love after gymnastics because that is definitely not a um, lifetime sport. <laughs> and so. Uh, I kept up with the running. I got into triathlons. I um, met the most. I've I've met my best friends with in in those worlds, just like I had in when I had my gymnastics team, and they were my support group. And it's just and so that's uh, you know what I've been able to have um, through my running is it's a great mental health outlet for me. Um, it also. Um, keeps me, makes me feel good. And, um, and I, I have my friends, those, my, my group of people with me. It's always, it's always good to have that group of people when it comes to running or whatever, whatever you're doing in exercise. But so how was it leaving college and like, you know, being a gymnast, it's kind of probably hard to do once you leave college, right? You can't, there's no like the YMCA doesn't have that for you. So what was that like for you mentally, like leaving that behind and kind of letting it go and, you know, taking up, taking up running? It's, it was really, really hard on me. I definitely, um, I was like, oh, can't I just stay in college and continue? You know, like it was just, I didn't know what else I was going to do. 
Um, so there was some, you know, a little bit of soul searching there and just trying to figure out what was my next thing. Um, and it, I think, you know, actually, I, I did know that I liked to run, but it was a friend of mine whose brother was doing a, um, sprint triathlon. And, um, she's like, Hey, Tina, we should try this, this triathlon. There's like a Danskin all women's triathlon in, um, Milwaukee. And like, we literally swam in the marina. (laughs) Really? Yes. I mean, (laughs) I don't even know, you know, anyways. So that was, I, that was so fun. And again, I was with um, people I enjoyed being with, being with my friends, gave me a goal. I'm so goal oriented and gave me, um, I needed structure, right? So I had that structure from gymnastics, my training structure. Um, so as I know, so many runners just love having that goal at the end and the training plan and sticking to a plan and it makes life good. So. Yeah, it definitely makes life good. Apostoli, right? Sticking to those marathon plans. Oh, always never fails. Never, and I, yeah. <laughs> Sorry, it, but, Alex is trying to say that I'm I don't train for a marathon sometimes. No, where life gets in the way sometimes. I I that was just kind of funny. But I'll so, ask you later about about your your tricks because being an ex, an executive, I'm sure is not is not an easy life. So I can make a million excuses. I'm sure you can too. So after yeah, this, so, we'll ask you. This, well, that's that's a good question. Let's just ask it now. I was hoping you would transition into that. You want to transition? Ah, I see. I see. Well, I didn't want to ruin your flow, but uh, Tina, how do you balance it all? Because you have a family, you have three kids. I have zero. I have two restaurants, which they are like children, and sometimes some people there will behave like children. I like to joke about it, but um, (laughs) I find myself many times to uh, always set a priority to do my work first before I go out for a run. Uh, and they're breakfast restaurants, so it doesn't help me to wake up early because no matter how early I wake up, uh, it's something's going to come up, somebody's going to call in, and uh, it, just my days tend to start a little bit with that stress. So I'm not able to go in the morning, and then I get busy towards the night. Not to get too detailed, but I just there'll be long stretches of time, like right now, where I just can't seem to go out there for that run. And it gets to you. So I want to I want to ask you it gets to me does it get to you and do you have any ways to combat that or how how does that look like in your life So you know I I think I'm just um I know that I have to get my workouts in to feel good and to to make myself productive in the day. And so I, I'm just, I, I really have to get my morning workout in. And if, and I, you know, I guess I just usually am able to do that. I do schedule my appointments later so that I can make sure that I can get my workout in. And I, you know, I've felt guilty for that. Um, in, 
but I, I really don't anymore because I know that it makes me more productive during the day if I'm able to really set myself straight in the morning. And otherwise, I literally will be sitting at my desk thinking, when am I going to get my workout in? How am I going to, you know, <laughs> so then that's a waste of time. So, but, you know, I like you, I mean, you have, you, you've got breast, you know, breakfast restaurants that you've got to get to in the morning. That's really a, a challenge. Um, I, you know, if you want any recommendations, I would say maybe it's not a run. Maybe it's something else that you can literally do 20 minutes in your office. I mean, how many times I've been in hotel rooms and I'm squatting with my suitcase over my head, right? So you, you got to, you got to do what you got to do, but you got to get that blood flowing, get moving, so, so make it a priority. Don't be too regimented, basically. So if you fail, find another way to just, it's not going to be perfect sometimes. Just do whatever you can. It's better than nothing. It's basically what I'm taking away. And, and that sounds like it goes hand in hand with your lessons that you've imparted and definitely the ones that you're trying to uh, pass on to uh, the the participants of the girls on the run program, which is um, don't be so hard on yourself. It sounds like, okay, you missed your run or you missed your workout in the morning, get that suitcase over your head and it's better than nothing. Don't sit on the couch and just um, be lazy because you, you, you couldn't do exactly what you set out to do. Does that sound? Yeah, I, I think you, you, you said it very well. And yeah, you definitely cannot beat yourself up about, you know, not getting out there. At, you know, some people, I mean, everybody just also has different personalities. And, you know, I, I'm definitely the personality. I need that structure. That drives me. I, but that may not be exactly what you need. But you definitely do need to not be so hard on yourself and figure out different ways that you can keep moving and, and feel good about it. Yeah, I, I, I think one thing that you know, happens to me, I fall in this trap and I've seen it with other people is, okay, I'm supposed to run, let's say, five miles today, but my morning gets sh- sh- shaked up and I, I, did, I didn't get out. And now, like you were saying, Tina, it's, it's lunch and I'm trying to figure out when I'm going to get my run in. And it's like five miles, like I don't have time for that today. And then you just end up not doing it instead of being like, okay, what can I do with the 20 minutes here? Can I do just like a, a quick like cardio hit in my living room? Can I shift it? Can I do something different? And I think that's important because even though it's not five miles, that's fine. At least you're doing something's better than nothing. And I think it's easy to, you skip one day, it's easy to skip the next day then, and then bad habits can start forming. So I think that's a really good takeaway that I can implement in my life, but I think a lot of people can take away too. Yeah, and you know, one other thing I want to say about that is at at Girls on the Run, we really, it's, these little girls don't necessarily want to, be told, hey, you need to go run two miles today, right? Like they they want to have fun. Their first idea is like, how am I going to have fun today, right? <laughs> What's going to be? And and so our lessons really incorporate the girls having fun, not really even realizing that they're they're getting the workouts in and and getting the the training to to get to the point of complete the five k. 
um, because they're doing a lot of fun running games and so on that just keeps them moving. And, and that's, I think adults need to do more of that too. Like how can we bring a little bit more fun back in our life, um, moving and, and again, not being so hard on ourselves. That's really funny you say that because last week we had Bill Hutchinson on the podcast and he has an Instagram account, MK Jogwalker, and he looks at running all about fun. So he explores Milwaukee. He ran like 4,000 miles last year and he does city strides, if you've heard of that, where it tracks all your streets. And he just goes, every day I'm going to go out and I'm going to go explore a new part of town and I'm going to take it all in and I'm going to look for things that I like. And it's like he makes it a game and fun where so many times we look at exercise as like a regimen and you have to do this and it's like you you don't want to do it. So I think you hit it on the head. That's two weeks in a row where I think having that fun incorporating into it can really change your mindset on the entire thing, whether you're a girl and girls on the run or you're an adult trying to improve your lifestyle. So I think that's very important. Yep. Also, so talk, going back to girls on the run, you shared some statistics with us, which I thought were pretty crazy. Um, so I'm going to kind of read some of them and maybe we can jump in a little bit deeper. But mm-hmm. um, let's see, 50% of girls ages 10 to 13 experience bullying, such as name calling and exclusion at a time when peer relationships become more central to girls' lives. I mean, this is middle school. We've We've been through it. It's it's it can be tough and especially i'm not a girl but have girls and you know can know what they're going to go through and that's it it's crazy and i think having an outlet like girls on the run is great for that because you guys teach all these things about positivity and having a good friend network and support system um, and additionally here you have you know physical activity levels decline starting at the age of 10 and continues to decline throughout adolescence that kind of blew my mind because you always just thought kids are always out playing and 10 seems very young can you talk a little bit about that yeah that stat just really kills me i mean i and i but i've I, i've seen it i you know i've got two girls myself and i um I've seen as these girls get um, older, um, their ha- the way they're they're playing, um, the the things that they feel are important change, and um, who knows what all of the reasons are. But there's a lot that's going into teaching these girls that maybe it's not so cool to get out there and sweat and you know talk about being strong and 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 so on and um and so these it it's just more imp- it's now more than ever more important to get these girls uh understanding that whole confidence piece the whole loving yourself the whole un- you know believing that you can do what you want to do, be who you want to be, all of that. And um, and so, you know, what the program does is when these girls are, are in the lessons and talking with the, the coaches and their peers, um, we are providing a safe, judgment-free zone for them, which is so important. I mean, adults need that just as, as much as kids. And, and so the girls are, 
having the opportunity to really um, talk about how they're feeling. And, um, and so that it, it, it's just a, such a great environment for growth and blossoming and hopefully to um, do away with some of these stats that we have that are, you know, bringing these girls down and leading them into inactive lives or not wanting to be athletes. Historically speaking, we've come a long way since uh, Catherine Switzer, for example. And I know that uh, you mentioned Catherine. So if you can maybe talk about your role models a little bit before we wrap up, we'd love to hear a little bit about that. So Jill Summers is one of my mentors and role models. Uh, I got involved with her triathlon training group uh, years ago. It was called Jill Be Nimble. And uh, the goal of the group was to really get women uh, trained and in triathlon and really help to build their confidence that they could do anything Many of these women had never um, thought of themselves as an athlete, uh, had not been a runner, been a biker, been a swimmer. So much of it was brand new to them. And so this group was really about, first of all, helping these women believe in themselves, which is so much of what, about what Girls on the Run does. And um, and then secondly, to really help these women start to feel that they were an athlete and that they could get out there and they could do these really hard, hard events. So I got involved. I was first um, in the group and did triathlons. And then I was a coach myself and I got my mom involved, which was super cool. And my mom was uh, at had grown up. She was always super competitive, but at the time and place she grew up, they just did not have opportunity for her to participate in really competitive athletic events. And so here at age 65, I invite her to participate in this training, triathlon training program. And it was a big deal for her and for so many of these women. It was scary stuff to get out there and bike, learn how to bike with groups of people and have to bike 12 miles and getting in the water and swimming in a lake nonetheless. Um, all of this was was hard hard and really pushed these women and all of that went into it they they supported each other you saw so much growth and confidence build and by the end of the program these women all completed a sprint triathlon and it was so cool i was so proud of my mom i was so proud of these women and it's something you can never take away from them that feeling of accomplishment and it's just what happens with our girls on the run 5k those girls and their running buddies cross that finish line and no one can ever take that away and I love Catherine Switzer so much. I was so um, so grateful. I actually got to meet her. We um, through Girls on the Run, we were able to bring her to Milwaukee to speak at our uh, fundraising event a few years ago. And and if you don't mind, Tina, sorry to interrupt, but uh, but would you be able to tell our listeners just in case they don't uh, know? Because most people know probably the picture of what happened with Catherine and how she came rose to fame? 
Yes, so Catherine is really um, the first person to officially, first woman to officially um, finish the Boston Marathon 50 years ago. So um, she was, at the time, there were not women allowed to to run the Boston Marathon, and she um, she was really in it. She she entered the race because her friends were entering, and she just wanted to see if she could do a marathon. That was her her primary goal when she entered Boston Marathon, and um, and so she started started the race, and the the race director ended up finding out that there was a woman running. Um, running the race and he got out there and um, tried to pull her off the course. And so that's the Time Magazine photo is there's this uh, famous photo of the race director trying to pull Catherine off of the course and she ends up breaking away and um, her boyfriend pushes the race director away and, and she ends up completing the marathon. But so great story. Um, uh, but what she talks about is she is like, I, you know, I didn't, I was just wanted to run the marathon. I wasn't in it for, you know, women's rights at the time. And I, you know, I just was, I thought it would be great to finish a marathon. She wasn't a big runner at all. And, um, but as she was running the marathon, then after this happened and she started to think about what was going on like oh my gosh this is crazy and then they get to the she they finish the marathon she's like you know no no crowds are left by the time she gets in and and um no fanfare and they're driving home to i think it was new york and she they stop in a gas station and they they pick up the newspaper and here's the like front page of you know catherine you know this woman completes the marathon and this big scandal, basically. And she just, she was like, wow, you know, okay. And it just really made her, made her realize like she, she's a role model and she needs to stand up and speak out. And her life was defined from that point on. Um, she, um, she did so, has done so many great things in in her life and, um, women's empowerment and raising the bar and, um, you know, she's just such a great role model for me. And I was just very grateful to have met her. And, um, uh, yeah, that's, look her up. If if you, if you haven't heard of Catherine Switzer, look her up. She's got a great story. Yeah. And if you look her up, you probably have seen the photo of her. Um, running the Boston Marathon, trying to get pushed off the course. So yeah. that's that's an incredible story, and that's incredible that she got to come to Milwaukee and speak speak to the group. I think that's awesome. So, Tina, this has been an amazing conversation. Before we go, we have to do our Cream City Pacers rapid-fire questions. But before oh. that, I want to talk about the Slipper Soiree that's going on next month. So you want to give our listeners a little bit of details about what that is, um, what the slipper version is this year, and then how they can um, join in on the fun. 
I would love to. Thank you. So uh, every year we have what is called our Sneaker Soiree Gala, which happens in February, and our, it's our biggest fundraiser of the year, traditionally held down at the Italian Community Center, and it's super fun. Um, guests get to dress up in their cocktail attire and then wear their fun sneakers. So um, we have uh, put on that event for the past four years, and we get our Girls on the Run girls up there speaking, and we raise lots of money to help support our girls. This year, we have moved it over to the virtual environment. It's going to be um, called our Slipper Soiree. So from your couch, from your home, you can Tune in, put on your comfy slippers. Uh, we've partnered with Mucklux, a local slipper company here in Milwaukee, and um, they're giving uh, all our guests a 50% discount on slippers. So get your slippers on and um, tune in February 5th. Tickets are on sale now, and we have one of our awesome board members, maybe Juice of The Real Good Life. They will be delivering a meal to your door if you choose the meal option. So you'll get a meal, you'll get a drink mix from Bitter Cube, and uh, you'll you'll get to tune into a great event. So February 5th from 7 to 8 p.m., you can register on our website, and uh, we'd love to have you. Yeah, go register. Uh, it's uh, The package is pretty fun. The fact that you can get dinner and a cocktail recipe to your door, and then you get to tune in from your couch. I think that was a really fun idea. And you guys, I'm excited to come and participate this year. I might still wear my shoes, though, but I guess that'll <laughs> be up to me. I don't own slippers, uh, but maybe I'll have to head over to Mucklux and check it out. There's That's a free, right. There's a free plug for <laughs> Mucklux. You're welcome. <laughs> uh, no, so th- th- that so that's great, and we'll put a link in our show notes so you guys can go down there right now while you're listening and click it and go register for the event. Okay, let's do our Cream City Pacers rapid fire questions. Um, are you ready for these, Tina? Yes. Okay. What's your favorite route to run in Milwaukee? I live up in Fox Point, so I like to go along Lake Drive and down Beach Drive and up the path. It's about a four and a half mile loop. Beach Drive? Is that the one with the big hill? It is. Down by, wow. But I run down that hill, so. Oh, so you don't run up it. Nice. No, but I run up another hill. Okay, yeah, that's (laughs) tough. If you want a good hill, that's, Beach Drive's a good hill over in Fox Point. Okay, if, I'm going to say one more thing. I was training for the Milwaukee Marathon last spring, and I was doing a lot of my long runs up in Fox Point, and there's a really cool bridge over in Fox Point that like bridges together over a bluff to like communities. And I thought that was super cool. So it's famous. Yes, it's famous. Well, it's, it's, it's in, I don't know. My husband got a book on like places to visit in Milwaukee and that bridge is on there. Does the bridge have a name? Do you know? I actually don't know. I should look The most up. famous bridge without a name. But if you guys want to check it out, you really just have to go get lost in Fox Point, and uh, you can check it out yourself. Okay, cool. Uh, if you could bring one person to Milwaukee to run with you, who would it be? Well, it would have to be Catherine Switzer, because I did bring her here, but I didn't get to run with her. All right, mm-hmm. we'll have to have her come back for that. I like that. Um, what is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? Okay, so um, I 
I've done a lot of crazy train in my life, a lot of Eye of the Tiger, but I right now I'm listening to Rise Up and it's just such a great song and it's gets me going right now. Are there any books that you would recommend, Tina? Any books that have helped you running uh, or any books that you recommend to your um, to your captains, not your captains, but your your coaches yeah. or So I, I feel like I'm on a Catherine Switzer kick, but I am because I really want people to read her Marathon Woman book. Marathon Woman. Thank you. Uh, what is your favorite gear to wear while you run? So my running belt is goes with me everywhere. <laughs> my neighbor always makes fun of me because he's like, Tina, do you have your running belt with you? Uh, it's my favorite. Is it a flip belt? <laughs> yes. It is a flip. I, I love the flip belt. Uh, uh, the only thing that I, the only uh, thing I yeah. Go ahead, I was, Alex. I was just gonna say Apostoli got me onto the flip belt, and I can't leave my house without it for a run. Yes, right. and it and I yes. So that would be my answer if I ever were a guest on the show. I haven't been invited yet, but um, <laughs> uh, the only thing I don't like about the flip belt that I always like to point out. I don't have to point it out actually. When people see me taking it off. It's a, they have to do a double take because they think I'm taking my pants off. Oh, uh, when you take it off, that's yes, the only yes. thing that I don't like about the running belt. But the flip belt. Uh, one piece of advice you would give to new runners? You know, I I think others have said this, but it's one step of a one step at a time, and it just takes your. You just need to get out there and give it a shot simple but so true and you know what that that is for first-time runners but it's also for everyone else who if you're experienced marathoner or you're a hobby jogger you got to get out there if you don't want to run just go run a half a mile and you'll end up running your entire your entire run so just get out there Wonderful. that's right okay tina where can people find out more about girls on the run So if you check out our website at www.girlsontherunsoutheasternwi.org. Sweet. So you guys can head over there and don't forget to register for the Slipper Soiree, which is on Friday, February 5th at 7 o'clock. So Tina, it was great talking to you today. We appreciate your time and you enjoy the rest of your week. You too. So nice to meet you both. What an amazing conversation, Tina. Thank you again for being on the show. That was an incredible, it was awesome to learn everything about Girls on the Run. So much of that, like I didn't know, like I was kind of saying before the interview about the curriculum and just like what they all do. It's And it's incredible how many people are involved. You have coaches, you have staff like Tina helping facilitate all this. You have uh, the running buddy, so someone in their family who's running with them. There's just, there's so many people, there's so much accountability and it's sounds like it's so much fun so i'm excited to watch girls on the run grow and what i'm more excited about is their slipper soiree in a few weeks on february 5th don't forget you can go sign up for that at girls on the run southeastern wi.org uh, to register for that event that's a friday night and uh, it should be super fun we're registered it's going to be a blast so i hope we you guys join us and girls on the run virtually with our slippers up uh, enjoying a good time Awesome, awesome. Let's give some uh, shout-outs, shall we? 
yeah shout outs listener shout out so first shout out here is to past guest of the show and milwaukee legend richard dodd richard just hit his 13 year anniversary of being sober that is that is an incredible accomplishment richard um especially going through covid last year i know we were talking it's a lot of you know you by yourself a lot so Man, I'm really proud of you, and you're an inspiration to us. You've been crushing runs lately. And anyone who doesn't know Richard, um, we interviewed him last March. So scroll back through the feed and listen to that interview. You learn a lot about Milwaukee and a lot about the running scene back in the day. So it's an incredible episode. Yep. Thank you, Richard. And also, uh, we want to give a shout out to past guest again, Nia Boetet. We had Nia Boetet a few months ago, and she is a local. Uh, she's a local triathlete and also a author of a children's book. It's a great book for adults and children to get inspired. Very positive, very positive energy from Nia. You can hear it in, in the interview that we did. So if you haven't listened to that, go back. And most importantly, go buy her book because it just received a literary award, its first award. And specifically, it's the Biba Award. It's the Best Indie Book Awards. And the specific award that they received, that she received, is the Best Independent Book it's a huge, huge. I mean, they, she just re- she just released um, she just released this book and receiving this award right away. That means you have to go out and get it. And you have to support a local uh, artist and athlete and just a person that's doing great thing for the community. Heck yeah, I love the book. Uh, I read it with the girls like before we go to bed and the illustrations are beautiful and the story is inspiring and it's just, I feel like I'm very inspired and excited for the girls to grow up with girls on the run and people like Nina in town, you know, mm-hmm. doing stuff like this. It's, it's super exciting. Milwaukee is an awesome place and I love it here and I hope you guys all have been loving it and the weather of kind of no snow. But anyways... Don't forget to also sign up for our newsletter. We drop these emails every week with great content. You can stay up to date with what we're doing. We release new shows. You know when they're happening. Head over to creamcitypacers.com forward slash newsletter to join their growing our growing list every week. And also head over to Spotify and search for Cream City Pacers pre-race pump-up songs. It's a playlist that we put together with the answers to all the the past guests' answer to the question, your favorite, what is your favorite pre-race pump-up song? It's a very nice, very wide-ranging mix of songs. You have anything from heavy metal to uh, hip-hop to today's answer, which is Rise Up. It's a very different song, uh, different than the rest, and they're all designed for one thing, to get you ready for your day, for your run, for that phone call that you don't want to make, that you've been dreading. Just go start following the podcast start following the podcast go subscribe and also subscribe to that uh that playlist and and then you know then then you know what it, what it takes to be on this podcast you listen to those pre-raised pump-up songs and you're ready to go alex i love enough it enough with the pump-ups that's your that's your follow that's your subscribe forte. smash the like button do it all we love you guys and until next friday keep on running